So we're wrapping up this series, Summer Sounds, uh, and it's all about finding God's work in music. And we welcome those of you online, by the way. Thank you guys for tuning in today or listening to our podcast. And some people might ask, well, why are we doing the Beatles as our grand finale? Because the Beatles didn't really believe in God, did they? Right? That's a good question. And uh, honestly, for most of the Beatles' career, they admitted that they were agnostic, which means they're not sure if God existed or not. I think John even said that uh, his song Imagine was kind of an anthem for atheism uh, and challenged the, the belief in God. I know that George uh, had dabbled in some Hinduism, I think, was some of what he had done. And at the end of his life, Ringo said that he believed again in a monotheistic God, which means one God. So we're not really sure exactly where the original Beatles are in their faith walk with God. Um, But we here at South Park Church believe in God's prevenient grace. That means that God is at work even when we don't know it. And I think if you listen to the lyrics of some of the songs that we're singing today, you're going to see that God is at work through the songs of the Beatles. The Beatles touch upon universal truths about humanity and big things in life. And I think that's part of their fascination. And while they've done so well, they tap into stuff that's everyday real life. And so today we're going to try to read that through the lens of Scripture. Brad Bailey, uh, who's on our staff here at South Park Church, preached a few weeks ago, and he talked about how all of art is co-created. The artist has a vision and an idea and breathes life into that, but whoever watches or touches or sings with the art also brings their perspective to that. So today, as followers of Jesus or people who are thinking about being followers of Jesus, we can bring our perspective to this music and see where God might be at work, even when the original creators might not have known that. So uh, we invite you to sit back and and do that. So I want to start off today with some scripture uh, from the first book of the Bible. Genesis 1-1 and 27. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So God created humankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. Now no shrub had yet appeared on the earth, and no plant had yet sprung up. For the Lord God had not sent rain on the earth, and there was not, no one to work the ground. But streams came up from the earth and watered the whole surface of the ground. Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being. Now the Lord God had planted a garden in the east in Eden, and there he put man he had formed. The Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground, trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. In the middle of the garden were the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And a river watering the garden flowed from Eden. In the beginning, God and humanity were one, and all was good, all was cozy. With skies of blue and seas of green in that Garden of Eden. Skies of blue and seas of green, Garden of Eden, and also maybe a yellow submarine.
Genesis uh, 2.18 says something to us about the nature of people and the fact that we were created for relationships. It says, the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. So whether you are someone that likes having lots and lots of people around or someone who prefers a handful of close relationships, none of us thrives in isolation. These next couple of songs speak to the nature of relationships and how we're connected. I want to hold your hand. Says something about the desire for connection. And when I'm 64, talks about the realness of relationships and the vulnerabilities. This question that we have of how long can goodness in a relationship actually last. Feel free to sing along.
So we were created in the image of God, which means that there is goodness in all of us, not just in the way that you look, but deep down inside. And sometimes we really get things right. But we're also created with uh, the freedom to choose. And sometimes we choose unwisely and we hurt ourselves or we hurt other people. We miss the mark that God has for us to hit. And the Bible uses the word for that as sin. We see this in Romans. Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man, one woman, the first humans, and death through sin, and in this way death came to all people because all sinned. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. When we miss the mark, when we all experience sin, there are consequences. There's guilt and there's shame. There's a physical death. And there's hell, which means broken relationships, separation. So the next songs, the Beatles explore this in reality. In Penny Lane, we see a nostalgic walk down memory lane. And we see that not all is as innocent as the song says. In Hello, Goodbye, we see that disagreements with one another, with God, can lead to pain and even separation. Penny Lane, Hello, Goodbye. And then the jarring song of Eleanor Rigby, which talks about the real-life pain of loneliness that comes from brokenness and separation. In Penny Lane there is a barber showing photographs Of every hand he's had the pleasure to know And all the people that come and go Stop and say hello On the corner is a banker with a motor
book of Romans was uh, written by a guy named Paul, uh, not McCartney, a different one. But um, he was writing in the chapter 7 about the world and about kind of the nature of sin, which is anything that's pulling people away from God's purpose and his plan and his goodness for them. And so he was writing about the fact that, that these things that draw us are not only outside of us, but within us. Romans 7:15 says, I do not understand what I do. For I, what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. So there is this nature um, within us, or, or there's the power of sin drawing us away. And the Gospels talk about the plan of rescue for us. In uh, John chapter 3, the, maybe the most well-known and quoted verses in, in the church sometimes. Uh, you've heard this before, I'm sure. That for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. That whoever believes in him will not perish, but will have everlasting, eternal life. And God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Then after Jesus' death and resurrection and he went to heaven, um, the Holy Spirit came and this crowd had gathered, and we call it Pentecost. And, and Peter was teaching and explaining what was going on. And this is what he said to them in Acts um, chapter 2. And when the people had heard this, his teaching about it, they were cut to the heart, and they said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? And Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Right? This is the good news of the gospel. Our need for repentance, or our need for restoration and rescue has come through Jesus. And some of the songs that we sing actually speak to that. The song Help recognizes that this is something we can't do on our own, right? Sometimes when we think of Jesus and his life, we recognize that he gave us a model to follow, an example, but it's more than that. Jesus did for us what we could not do on our own in repairing what was broken and destroying the power of sin in ourselves and outside of us to pull us away from God and his goodness for us. Um, and then we can work it out reminds us of, of the hope that actually this repair can actually happen. All you need is love is essentially the answer all wrapped up together. God who is love coming in love to for us to respond by loving him and loving other people. This is the gospel. And Hey Jude reminds us that really good things can come out of bad situations, that God is working all things for our good.
Let's give him another hand. Give me some help. Think of what you're saying, you can get it wrong and 
take a sad song and make it better. When we are in the darkness of sin and guilt and shame and death and hell, Jesus came to shine the light in our darkness. If you're in a dark place now, know that God loves you, is for you, and wants to shine light in your life. Check out these scriptures. From John 1-5, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. From John 10.10, I have come, says Jesus, that they may have life and have it to the full. Jesus wants you to have a full life right here and right now. And then from the book of Revelation, the last book in the Bible, where it talks about the end of time when Jesus comes back right to defeat evil forever. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now to be among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. Brothers and sisters, as we now prepare to hear, here comes the sun. It's a song about when we're in a dark time and we need a ray of light. If you're in a dark time, know that God will bring you a ray of light. And as we sing the song with the S-U-N, in your mind and heart as followers of Jesus, it's okay to think of the S-O-N, the Son of God, the light of the world who brings light into your darkness. is risen, the light has come. In Matthew uh, 28, verse 18, we have some of the words of Jesus. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Right? This is the good news, that light has come and has overcome the darkness. Jesus has restored us. It's enough to make you want to shout amen. 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 And if you know what the word amen means, it means so be it. 
right? So be it. Yes, let it be true in my life. And so with all of these songs we're singing, we are saying, yes, let this be true for me, right? This gospel message of who Jesus is and what he has done, amen, let it be so. So it could mean so be it, or you might just want to say, let it be. myself in times of trouble, Mother Mary comes to me, speaking words of wisdom, let it be. In my hour of darkness, she is standing right in front of me, speaking words of wisdom, let it be, let it be. There is. 
one more time. Let's thank everyone here today. Thank you, guys. And to God be the glory. Thank you so much for starting out your week with us here in worship. We'll hope you'll stick around for the food trucks. Again, if you purchase tickets, you can pick them up on the way out in the downstairs lobby. If you don't have food truck tickets, we'd love to have you just grab those down in the lobby as well. You can purchase those there. Don't forget to pick up your kids first. <laughs> we hope you'll stick around and mingle as well. We hope you come back next Sunday as we're starting a new series. We'll get back to our modern service, traditional service. But this has been a lot of fun today. Thank you for being here. And praise God.